Ladies and gentlemen, here's Shirley Lin with In the Spotlight. Welcome to In the Spotlight. I'm Shirley Lin. Whitney Crothers Dilly is a professor of English literature and film at Suxin University in Taipei. She has been in Taiwan since 1998, and she has written two books about the famous Taiwanese American movie director Ang Lee. She has told me a lot about Ang Lee last week, and it's been fascinating hearing her stories about him. Today, you're going to hear more about Ang Lee from Whitney. One of the most gratifying moments of writing this book was was being able to meet with Ang Lee and then have him say that he told me that he read every page, <laughs> and then and then he said that that he thanked me for for writing this book and that you know because I had taken his life and I had tried to see motivations for his films and and you know theoretical bases for why he made the films this way. I was so gratified to to hear his、um, kind words about my work. Yeah.、So. So I hope my listeners heard correctly. Whitney already met Ang Lee three times, not even once, but three <laughs> times. You know, and、um, so the first time you met him, was it because of your book that you met him, or because he was here in Taiwan for something, well, and he, that's why you met him? He was here for an. It was this was in two thousand eight. He was here for a for for an event to do with the Golden Horse Festival, and、oh. that's. How I I met him the very first time yes two thousand eight yes he I had shown him the book and then he he told me we've been looking for you、oh, he'd been trying to find me、yeah. and so we had a a great talk at that time you know that's that's when we talked about the book and so that was the first time we met and then later he invited me to a premiere for Taking Woodstock we had lots of conversations about that film too because、yeah. I I particularly like that film of his work I'm、yeah. a real a '60s、um, <laughs> a child of the '60s and、um, I felt that that film was beautiful yeah and so he told me that he was glad. That that I liked it because I wasn't cynical like all、uh, the other Americans who、oh, saw that film. But the three times you met him was all in Taiwan, was it? Yes, that's right. All、oh, in、wow. Taiwan. Yes. And how did I miss him? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just You'll kidding. You'll get your chance, Shirley. <laughs> <laughs> Now I know you. Maybe I'll get a chance to meet him. That's right. What else can you tell me about Ang Lee? A bit, maybe as a person. Well, um, I know that he feels. The whole weight of the Taiwan film industry on his shoulders.、Mm. So I I feel impressed that、um, he has done so much to help Taiwan's film industry, and he's been so、uh, faithful and hardworking in trying to pour his heart into helping other filmmakers and and、uh, making connections and just、um, helping. To make Taiwan have a higher profile in in the world,、yeah. and one of the ways he did that, of course, is not just once but twice. He managed to、uh, create a cultural phenomenon with his films. First, with Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon,、yeah. which became the highest-grossing foreign film ever released in the United States.、Yeah. Right, so it's amazing that a subtitled film in Mandarin. Would become something that everyone saw that year in in two thousand in two thousand, and then also he did it again with Brokeback Mountain in two thousand five. Right, because that film, no one can probably remember how 
risky or daring it was. Right. The screenplay had been kicked around Hollywood for years and no one dared to make this film. Oh. But Ang Lee had, he was used to taking risks. Yeah. You know, Shirley, one of the things I want you to remember about Ang Lee is that he didn't start making films until he was 37 years old. Right. So he started his career quite late. Yeah. And it seemed like, like uh, because he graduated from the Tisch School of Arts um, it, when he was 30 and then oh. he couldn't he couldn't get into the film business he couldn't break into the business but what's really exciting is that he went from the age of 37 making his first film in, in 1991 with Pushing Hands oh, and then, oh right yeah you know, that one too yes so he started out with his Chinese trilogy you know of course that he, he wrote his first three films he uh-huh. wrote or co-wrote them uh-huh. because there was a there was a contest in Taiwan and um, it was a film, a screen screenwriting contest uh-huh. put on by the Taiwan government. Really? And so he submitted two screenplays to that contest. Yeah. The first one was Pushing Hands, which he wrote just for the contest. Uh-huh. And then the second one was um, The Wedding Banquet, which he just threw in as an afterthought. He thought uh-huh. no one will want to make this movie, but he threw it in anyway. Yeah. And the his, his submissions won first and second prize uh-huh. of this contest. Yeah. And that's why he was able to start his filmmaking career. The thing that we know about him before he started making film was that for, well, it seems like for seven years instead of eight, anyway, about there, seven or eight years, that he was more like a, not a housewife, you call it a house husband? Yes, that's exactly right. I know. I love that. You know, and um, so interesting because that's an embarrassment in Chinese culture. Yes. You're supposed to depend on your wife's paycheck. But his wife was just so supportive and everything. Yes. It's That's just right. Not, so not easy. I'm so glad you brought that up because that's one of my favorite parts of his story is that he he was thinking about giving up and he'd actually gotten a, a brochure for a computer course at a community college. Oh, I heard about that. And his wife threw that away and said, you're oh. going to follow your dreams. And, <gasps> and he did. And I, I can't believe she had yeah. so much persistence and, and she just really kept encouraging him. It's just like how, you know, I've been back in Taiwan 30 years, but um, you know about Taiwanese parents. Um, they used to be have high expectations of their kids where they only care about their studies. Yes, exactly. And they only look up to like, you know, for their kids to become doctors or lawyers. But I think over time that has changed and Taiwanese parents are now encouraged to really support whatever their children's interests are. I'm glad to hear that. You know, and which I'm glad too. Basically, his risk taking, I just, I feel like that comes out of such a, you know, sort of being able to risk everything because he already knew from the age of 30 to 37 how, how, you know, how much he wanted to have this dream come true. And yet he wasn't given the chance. And so then once the gates were opened, I just felt like he was released and he made a film per year. A film per year for the first six years of his life. Well, um, the first he six did, years of his huh? career, he 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 basically, except for one one film that took two years, but yeah, but he he out of the gate was making a film per year, which is ex- extraordinary. He made Pushing Hands, Wedding Banquet, Eat, Drink, Man, Woman, Sense and Sensibility, and oh, The right. Ice Storm. Yeah, he just oh, wow, you know, one after the next, and those are all such different types of films. I mean, Sense and Sensibility is an is a oh, British that one. classic, you yeah. know, Jane Austen. And The Ice Storm is 1970s Watergate uh-huh. scandal film. You he know? is a so, risk taker. Yes, he I mean, is. You know, he even touched on the British culture and all that kind of stuff. 
That's amazing. Well, you're a risk taker yourself. Look at how you stayed on to learn Chinese, and here you are still in Taiwan. No wonder you can relate to him. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and appreciate、right. that part about him. Well, the other thing I really appreciate about him, and I and this I must say is is that he is so humble. Oh and, yeah. And this has been a an amazing blessing for everyone for the film industry because what kind of director is humble? And yet he is. And when I heard his his recept receiving this、um, the speech that he gave to receive his BAFTA fellowship award, that humility came through again. You know,、yeah. like he's the, at the top of his field receiving、mm. an award that has been given to Charlie Chaplin, Alfred Hitchcock, Steven Spielberg, and Stanley Kubrick, these American artists. Oh, and he stands in the pantheon with these. Uh-huh. But he was so humble when he when he、um, gave his、uh, reception speech. He thanked his family and he said that he hoped everyone can be healthy and safe in this challenging time. Oh yeah, which really touched me. Right, right. He used the reception speech as a way to to, to care, show his care for yes, humanity, exactly, for everybody, precisely. You're listening to In the Spotlight with Shirley Lin. Yeah, I I appreciate the way that he tries to promote Taiwan so much for all the foreign filmmakers to come and make movies here in Taiwan and, and say how Taiwan is great and everything. You know, we appreciate that. You know, in the, even though he makes America his home, but he never forgets his root. You know, and he loves it and promotes it so much and. That's that's what really encourages us and just make us love him more, you know. Oh, I know. I mean, Tony's locals, you know, love him、yes. so much more. And then he keeps taking risks because、yeah. when he made Life of Pi, he、right. made it here in Taichung, and then、yeah. he, you know, used that old airport to right, build、right. a whole film studio、yeah. with the ocean, you right, know, right. and and he managed to. You know, promote Taichung City、yeah. so much that the、uh, the mayor of the city was was giving him awards as well. <laughs> I mean, and also because of that, others have been able to make films in that studio. And、yeah. I think he was he attracted Martin Scorsese to come right, and make、right. Silence here as yes, well. That's right. So so he's he's given so much to Taiwan. I know he's incredible. He really is. So, um. Are you planning to write another book about Ang Lee? Well, this is my second book about Ang Lee. I mean, this is this is the, the second edition. There was an earlier edition. Here's、yes. the cover、uh-huh. uh, when he was younger. So, yeah, look so at this, him. So this, so much younger. This、yeah. one came out when he made Brokeback Mountain. Okay. And this one came out when he made、um, Life of Pi.、Oh, okay. So it was perfect timing because it was. This one was for the first Best Director Oscar, and this one for the second. Yeah, I, I didn't do that on purpose. Again, it was Yuan <laughs> Fen. So, Fate. So、yeah. then, that's what happened. You know,、mm-hmm. uh, he he just keeps going. Yeah, and, and who knows? You know, he does so many genres. I mean, you and、yeah. you must be impressed as well that he can just keep on reinventing himself. Yeah, it's、and、incredible. This guy's the limit. He's just talented. So talented. Absolutely. So. Do you know what's in the works with Ang Lee? Do well, you know what's next? As far as、do、I you know, do you have the do you have the secrets? <laughs> <laughs> as far as I know, he was working on this film that he wanted to, he wanted to have set in the Philippines. Oh, it, it was、mm. called Thriller in Manila about that event. There was a a boxing match with Muhammad Ali, <gasps> and so he wanted to make that into a three D film using his three D skills that he's been honing. Really, and make a very realistic.、Um, Portrayal of that historical event,、really? and we know that he does you know, deeply dive into his historical films, which he did with 
Watergate, the Vietnam War, the American Civil War, World War II China with lust caution. Uh-huh. You know, so he, he really dives into the period. And I just yeah. feel like that that is a very exciting idea. I, I'm not sure um, when that film will be released, but he that's what he has expressed interest in. Oh, wow. I've not heard anything about the next thing that he's making, but you you know. You well, have... he's, he's had that idea for several years. So, so oh. I think he said that, that what he wants to do that next. But but we don't we don't know what stage it's at at this oh, point. Oh, okay. I thought you have some kind of, you know, channels of knowing these things that <laughs> Ang Lee's doing. Um, so besides liking Ang Lee, what else do you like about Taiwan? Oh, don't get me started. <laughs> Um, well, I just feel like this place has given me a part of my identity. I mean, I, I joked that I am one third Taiwanese and, <laughs> and um, I, I've lived here for at least one third of my life. Mm. Um, I, I feel that in the early days, I was changed by Chinese culture and some of the best aspects of Chinese culture. For example, Xiao Shun. Uh-huh. Um, filial piety, but, yes, filial piety. Um, honoring your parents. Mm. So staying here and seeing how people um, would give part of their paycheck to their parents mm. every month yes. that really struck me. Americans uh-huh. don't do that, you know. Mm. And so I really got a, a kind of a an open mind towards you know how I can care for my parents. You know they've noticed it. You know they're just like Whitney, you've you've changed. You know so <laughs> so that you know I I changed from being an independent American mm. to being um, much more family oriented and yeah. yeah that that's one aspect and uh-huh. of course the food. I mean, <laughs> yes, where do we get start? You know. <laughs> well, I mean each to their own. I think American culture has the good thing that I admire. Oh, yes. You know, mm-hmm. having lived in the States for 10 years is that openness and um, and the fact that when the children get to a certain age, like 18, yes. you know, parents kind of like, okay, you're on your own. So they throw them into learning independence, which I think is good. Yes, well, that's true. <laughs> Another concept that I thought was really interesting when I first got here was the concept of guanxi or relationships, mm. because I never understood why how it felt to have responsibility to so many people in your family and just in, in your life. And I imagine it like a big spider web. If you move one part, then it, it waves everybody in the air. So I'm very careful now because I, I understand this much more. I was very insensitive about this when I first got here, mm. but I understand the pressure that people are under and how oh, yeah. everything they do affects the people around them. Gosh, I wish I had more time to talk to you, Whitney, but um, you know, we come to the end. Okay. But uh, I must say that this has been a wonderful time talking to you and hearing you share so much about, not just about Ang Lee, but about yourself. Thank you so okay. much for giving me well, this opportunity. Thank you, Whitney. Yeah, let's keep in touch. Yes, we definitely will. All right. Well, thank, thank you. you so much, Whitney. Thank you.